All right, should we just do it? Okay. I'm officially recording. I am recording. What do we do? We do the clap, right? We do the clap. Okay. Three, two. Wait, no, wait, no. We we don't go. No, I fucked it up. Do it again. (laughs) Okay. It's it's rusty. It's been a while. We're shaking off the rust. It's it's three, two, clap. Clap. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Three, two. Okay. There we go. Wayne's World. Right? Three, two, finger. It's it's right. (laughs) You never say the one. In fact, I think you don't even say the two. (laughs) Okay. We'll see. We will see. You ready? Let's do it. This was rad. I'm Paul. You don't know my artistic vision! I'm Greg. I want to remake Friday the 13th, but it's all underwater and it all stars sharks. Where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s. Hey, have you seen Vision Quest? I sure haven't. Hell no! Alright, let's talk about it. The only thing that's missing is America built a wall. There has to be someone from Ford who went down and went, so, um, what? What happened here, Bob? It's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm going to start this again, and you're going to edit this out. And if you can honestly believe you thought we were dead, we are not. We are actually back recording. This was Rad Podcast. I am Paul. I am Greg. I am in far too much debt to die. (laughs) I am going to live forever. Oh, God bless your sweet little heart. Uh, I'm hoping to die before my debt catches up to me. Oh, I am... I am going to die with a mountain of debt. I, well, I, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, people. Hey, wow. <laughs> God bless your, your sweethearts for, for sticking around. We all know who stuck around the longest, of course. We all know. Yeah. We all know the two of you, you beautiful people. Oh, we love you all. And uh, yes, we we are back. Um, I, we can't promise it's going to be like a, a weekly thing. I think we're going to go bi-weekly, um, yes. I think is the better way to go. Um, so we have a little bit of time, but we are going to try and, um, and get some more shows out for you. Um, I'm glad we decided to do this uh, three days after Podbean has said that our account is in suspension for yeah, inactivity. Um, so... Uh, Unrelated, really, to to starting up again. Yeah, it actually had no, absolutely no bearing. We just were like, hey, uh, we actually have a weekend to do something. Want to do it? And here we are. And we thought, what better way to to shake off the rust, to get back into the swing of things, than do... I, I mean, I can't think of a greater film that deals with the subtlety of um, adoption. Mm-hmm the untimely death of a family member mm-hmm. and also wicked sick skateboarding moves. Ah, uh, yes. 
So you are, we, of course, talking about Footloose 2. <laughs> Wait, isn't that the one that takes place in Cuba? I don't know. No, that's 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 Dirty Dancing. That's too. Dirty Dancing too. That, I don't know if there is a Footloose too. Uh, but um, Foot Footlooser, <laughs> Footlooser, Footier loose. Maybe maybe it's about a guy with one foot. Oh yeah. Oh his his foot is loose. Yeah, it came off in a car. Wait a accident. second. Wait a second. Is this like the movie Rubber, where it, where the foot is loose, killing people on the Australian highway? Well, I mean, why not? Because I want to see that movie terribly yeah. bad. That's yeah, that's that's a movie. We of course watched Gleaming the Cube, Ooh. released in 1989, starring everyone's favorite 80s, I'll say late 80s heartthrob, a young Jack Nicholson. I mean Christian Slater. Uh the Slater is uh what we refer to him, the Slater. Uh the- and yes, Christian Slater is in this movie and uh Wow. Once again, Greg, um, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't BMX. It wasn't rad. Uh, it is now not gleaming the cube. Um, I can't wait to get the BMX bandits because at some point I'm going to remember a rad BMX slash skateboard movie. I do what I did watch. Right. This was not it. Uh, I do remember this movie, but nowhere near as much as that. I remembered a frightening amount of this movie, but you know what? Since you have almost no recollection, why don't you tell me if you remember this movie being rad? Uh, okay. I do remember this movie being rad in that I do remember when skateboards were really big in the late 80s, early 90s. This was always the kind of the cultish movie that people threw you at to say, oh, if you want to get into skateboarding movies, this is the one. Um, I do remember Christian Slater being Christian Slater. That's the only way to describe him. I vaguely remember his... His, I always thought it was a half brother, um, or some sort of brother, um, getting killed, and then I always remember Slater and his team getting back at the evil corporation that's in charge of the whole thing. I don't remember what eventually becomes a skateboard buddy cop movie <laughs> that this movie eventually turns into. Uh, so once again, I think I'm thinking of BMX Bandits. That someday we're going to find out. <laughs> Greg, what did you remember? Well, I remember in the fifth grade, we had done something. And our teacher said, you know what? I'm going to reward you guys with a movie day. What movie? We're going to vote on a movie. What should we watch? And everyone threw out all these movies. The majority of them were rated R. And we, of course, could not actually watch them. But this film, Gleaming the Cube, popped up. I had no idea what it was. And... Uh, we all voted for it, and we said, great, and the day came, and it was movie day, and they had made a bunch of popcorn, and they had instead rented Fern Gully. They did not rent this movie. Everyone in the class was insanely Hold mad. On. Fern Gully's good, though. Settle down. But when you're expecting sweet, sweet skateboarding moves, and you get not... Fern Gully, That's fair. That's fair. But, I mean... No, no. It wasn't the fact that it was Fern Gully. It was the bait and sw- it was the illusion of choice that we were given that was so cruelly uh, uh, shown to us. It was very upsetting. Anyway, I did eventually go rent Gleaming the Cube. I also remember this was on TV rarely. Not it was not it was not, not nearly regular. as much. No, it, and it, the one time I saw it on TV, it was as. A Brother's Justice, not Gleaming the Cube. 
Uh, this film was also known as Skate or Die, not to be confused with the kick-ass video game of the same name. Um, I don't know why this film has three names. So, what do I actually remember about this film? I remember that sweet wall of posters Christian Slater had because I tried to make my room look like it and uh, it yes. failed miserably. I remember uh, Asian Brother because I also have an Asian brother. I remember pretty much the whole plot that I'm not going to go beat for beat. Um, I remember Tony Hawk being in this film. Yes. And I remember uh, the end when he he skateboards and like clips the bad guy like right in the head. Um, and for some reason, I always remember when he says, Let, let's go get that son of a bitch. Like it's I don't know why I remember that line, but I do. This yeah. movie was was insanely rad when when I was a kid. Like like it was rad across demographics, which was very rare where like the kids who were like really into hip hop also liked gleaming the cube the kids who actually liked skateboarding liked gleaming the cube the the kids who were really into video games also like everyone seemed to like this movie it was very interesting hmm. yeah I, I, like i said it was something that i knew about and i i, I definitely see i remember watching it on tv I, I never i never saw it on vhs or in the theaters for sure i remember watching this on you know like a late usa night kind of thing I only remember it as Gleaming the Cube. I know you mentioned Brothers Justice before. I'd never heard of... I've never seen it broadcast as that, and I've definitely never seen Skid or Die, which makes absolutely zero sense. Um, I mean, yeah, because if the film had been called, like, Die, then Skate, like, that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brothers Justice, I get. but I get, know. too, but... Um, yeah, this movie was... Yeah, I honestly... I. I have a lot of things to talk about. We have questions. I have a movie question when we get okay. to the scene. Okay. I have a critical movie question that I'm going to need your help on. Okay. I will I will do my best. And uh, I guess uh, what we should probably do is just uh, get right into it. Okay. And the movie starts out uh, apparently produced by a company called Gladden. No one's ever heard of. This is uh, probably their only title. Um, never heard of this, this company at all. Um, and then it, it just jumps right into the Slater straight in. Um, and, uh, so my, my question is, it's all his buddies. We have, we have a classic eighties movie opening. Now I, it, it is worth pointing out that this film came out in 89. So we're talking the concentrated eighties, eighties, what people think of as the eighties, this is like the year you're probably thinking, you know, if you, if you went back to like 1981, you'd be very confused. You, if you were looking for what you believe in your mind to be the eighties. I see. I'm, I'm, I would probably think this is actually felt more 80, 90 kind of thing. I actually thought it was more 90 ish than eighties personally. Okay. That's fair. Um, but with the with the skateboarding and uh, and all the stuff that's going yeah, on. Yeah, so for anyway, sure, for sure. My my first question, we have we have the 80s credits rolling with the theme song. Yep. Yep. That was clearly written for the movie. Yes. Yes. And uh Christian Slater and his buddies are skating and they're skating and they're skating and then all of a sudden they're in an airport on an airport tarmac skating and I'm just like <laughs> How do they have access to this? Now, look, I understand this is a pre-9-11 world. We were pretty, as we like to say, uh, flippy floppy when it came to airport rules. Oh, okay. There is a commercial airliner in the yeah, background. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Like this a isn't full like, on this Boeing. Right. This isn't like, oh yeah, we only use, you know, Cessnas and the guy who's supposed to keep track is like, yeah, he's kind of drunk. You know, like, right. you know, nobody's ever been killed. It's fine. They're just on the tarmac skateboarding. No, I mean, like, Paul, if you and I, if I was sitting in an airport with you and I said, Paul, I think I'm going to grab my skateboard and do some sick moves on the tarmac. Just mentioning that. You and I are immediately pulled into a room and we're searched in very uncomfortable ways before we're all, and then and then we have to give like a very long history about all the places we've been and all of our Facebook posts. No, 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 no. It's, no, it's, we sit there and we do like we're supposed to. And we go, come on, man, we're just trying to grind some rails. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, they're just on the tarmac. No one is stopping them. And, uh, and it turns out what they're doing is one of their buddies like has, uh, is like a pilot and they want to go up and look for empty pools. Oh, oh so you they mean... they can do half pipes in the empty pools. Oh, you mean the thing. underground charter flight club? Right. Where, where you couldn't just pay someone to put you in a plane. You have to do it secretly. It's got to be a, secret, with a handshake. dude. Also, I love that they're, as soon as they get in the plane, they do what all the skater kids do and they start putting stickers everywhere. Yes. Tony Hawk is in the group, not playing himself. And puts up a and Tony Hawk puts sticker. puts up a Tony Hawk <laughs> Yes, sticker. I saw that. It was very confusing. Because <laughs> who is Tony Hawk in this world if Tony Hawk isn't Tony Hawk? It's a paradox, man. <laughs> Whoa. I saw the same thing. And I was like, I, I'm like, no, no, that's clearly Tony Hawk. Who, who's Tony Hawk? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I, they, literally, they could have picked any sticker, any fucking sticker, <laughs> and they go with Tony Hawk, who's in the movie. I don't understand it. Um, did you also know, this is trivia, I, so I must have missed this bubble of stuff. There's a guy in the group, I guess he he created the Aquabats, oh, yeah, and, who I and, guess uh, is popular, and Yo Gabba Gabba. Yo, who, yeah, yeah, I read that. I did not recognize him at um, all. Willow missed the Yo Gabba Gabba phase by like a year. Um, that yeah, was okay. just starting up when she was a kid. And I've always heard adults talk about the Aquabats. And then I tried to listen to them. I'm like, I have no clue what the hell this is. So I never got into it. I, I also missed both of those completely. Yeah. Um, but apparently he's in this movie. So that was interesting. So they, they of course, they see a pool. They skate. And uh, one of the kids takes... As we refer to it in uh, in the northeast section of this country, he took a bit of a digger. Yeah, yeah and he's uh, he's kind of bleeding to the point yeah. where you know you and your buddies have probably tried to stop the bleeding, and like one whole suicidal tendencies song has come <laughs> and played, and he's still bleeding, and you're like, yeah, we probably gotta like call somebody. This is not so great. Yeah. Um. So they do, and I can can we agree the homeowner in this movie. Needs his own movie. <laughs> yes, he, he is does. at an 11 and he is screaming <laughs> at the kids, at the cops, at his neighbors. He is just insane I love... with anger. He wants to sue everybody. <laughs> That's my favorite it's... line. He goes, yeah. I want to sue them. Can they sue me? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's so he's so litigious. He doesn't know which way to go. Also, I love that he looks at the blood 
on his pool, and he immediately goes, that is going to cost me $2,200 to get rid of. <laughs> so he's, he's a like, pool appraiser as well. It's, it's Yeah, he either, that's his job, or this isn't the first child <laughs> to sneak into his house and somehow bleed in his pool. <laughs> right, not even skateboard. Bleed. <laughs> Could be anything. Maybe it was one of those Satanist cults everyone was terrified of in look, 89. Look, look, I can't be held responsible if these kids want to bleed all over my recreational pools do you do you, you know, a, a part of me thought the cops had been there before <laughs> and he yeah, was that, like yeah yeah really buddy cop, Betty, buddy cop definitely had the aura of yeah i know tom we're doing the uh-huh. best we can oh man anyway so it introduces this cop who is kind of like uh you know he basically tells the kids like you know get out of here straighten up fly right quit screwing up and the and you know the the skaters are all like man we just want to have fun man we're not like doing anything bad you know oh we're just trying to have a good time can can we agree every scene with this cop is absolutely useless he's yep. he's a if you cut him out of the movie a the movie gets tighter yep. b christian slater becomes more of a hero agreed and c it's just a better movie without he's he, I was so frustrated every time he was on screen. Yeah, because he adds 100%. nothing. Yeah, no, it's pointless. There's, there's the only like halfway decent scene that he's in is only because of a plot that he's involved with. <laughs> so you can cut it. And and this movie, That's we true. will say, this movie is like an hour and forty. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I'm very aware when I paused it. You <laughs> could have chopped a good fifteen minutes out of this easily. Movie. Anyway, so, anyway. So yeah, anyway. we're introduced to the cop. Uh, he becomes a, a beat, you know, a plot point throughout. Um yeah. and then we get back to Christian Slater's home, um where he's got the dad who's who's a character actor. I couldn't remember Ed, his name. Ed Lauder is his name. We of course know him from Youngblood. He was the coach. Yes. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. He um, he's one of those guys. I bet if we go on IMDb, he's got like 200 credits. That that guy yeah, is just yeah. always he was always in TV shows, always in movies. He yeah. was just constantly working and uh he has a great line he goes if i had your haircut could i sell more policies to which i said yes you could. could you would look young and hip and probably that you would get more related uh relations yeah. with your clientele probably um, you know and um and then okay so i know you know you had an asian brother um yes. I, I wish i knew more about him and we'll talk about that but was- can i ask not did Vietnamese. He, he was South Korean. So, okay. Uh, um, did did he also decorate his room, life, job, girlfriend, and everything about him stereotypically South Korean to make sure that you knew every day you walked in that room where he was from? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they lean real like you never forget he's from. <laughs> you Vietnam. never forget. <laughs> no. And I, I don't. I don't know how to feel. Part of me is kind of like, wow, that's actually kind of cool, especially for a movie in 89 to be like, yeah, we're going to have an adopted brother and like he's going to be like a main character and sort of his heritage and struggle to kind of fit in with his own people in America is going to be something to talk about. And like, that's that's cool. I dig that. That's that's you don't see that very often, especially not back in the 80s. But it's like so in your face. Yeah, that's. I wonder, I don't totally know, it agree. starts to feel a little forced. I don't know. It's, it's. Uh, so you just, no, but you just said it exactly. The fact that he's an adopted Vietnamese Asian 
brother is fine. It's just, it's so stereotypical that it kind of got like almost like oh, we we get it. Okay. Like just kind of make him who he is as a as a person. I felt like what it is is I felt like he was a character and not a yeah. person. He yeah, was, that's, yeah, he that's was just a plot point. Yeah, yeah. The character's like, oh, well, well what's his character? Hey, he's Vietnamese. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's exactly what uh, I, No, Christian maybe. Slater, is. A, he's just this conflicted kid. He's a skater. He wants to be better. Right. He, he's, he, he wants to impress his dad, but he doesn't have anything. Oh, that's great. What about his brother? He's Vietnamese. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know what? This movie writes itself. <laughs> so, so anyway, of course, the... Uh, uh, you, uh, the Vietnamese uh, brother, his name is Vin, and yes. Vin is the sort of yin to uh, Brian, who is Christian Slater's character, uh, Yang, where Brian is kind of a screw-up punk who just wants to skate and doesn't really care too much about school or anything else, and of course Vin is, you know, dresses nice, he's straight-laced, he yep. works yep. a job when he's not in school, um, and he's probably getting good grades from the way he talks to Brian about how he helped him with his homework and a, and a few other things. Of course. Um, Why wouldn't he? Right. Of course. So uh, some crap happens. It's not really important. No. And basically Vin goes to his after school job. Yeah. Now I was trying very hard to understand exactly what was going on here. And this is what I think I figured out. And you can tell me if I'm sure. way off base. He's, He's working for the Vietnamese Anti-Communist Relief Fund, right? That's that's the... I, he's working there. He's just, like, assisting this, like, charity that that, they, that the owner... that He's also dating the boss's daughter. Yeah, uh, yeah. Colonel, Colonel Track is his name. and But that's... that Right? Because, like, at first I thought he was working at a video store. So I think what it is, is... Which is, you know... We both have Asian wives. We, we've been in this culture. One storefront is never just the one thing that's going on there. So I think the video store was, you know, the American business or the, the cultural business there. And then the relief fund was just something they were doing out of that store. Yeah, that's, that's, and he was helping probably with both. It, I think he was probably like a clerk or whatever there. And then also helping with this other thing. Yeah, that's that. Okay. I, you, then you and I are on the same page. So anyway, uh, to, to, to speed this up, because wow, does the movie take a long time to get to where we're going to go. Uh, Vin is crunching the numbers, and he's like, this doesn't add up. Like, the weight is way off, and, like, you're paying all this extra money for shipping when you shouldn't be. You know, like, like oh, like, you know, you're sending a box of bandages, but it but they're charging you, like, quadruple the weight. To which you and I know, like like, the whitest white suburbanites, it's like... If you're dealing with a quote-unquote charity and the numbers quote-unquote aren't adding up, you keep your goddamn mouth well, shut not, and you don't say anything. Not only that, I felt like this was like a textbook corporate video with see something, say something. Because he brings it up, he's like, you know, I've been going over the numbers and they don't seem to add up. Let me see that. Hmm... That's a good catch. I wouldn't worry about it. I don't know, boss. <laughs> like, now, now I gotta say, Colonel Track also couldn't have screwed this up more. Here's a better... He, he basically is like, uh, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. Maybe maybe I need somebody yeah. else to do this work. Here's a better solution. Thank you, Vin, for bringing this to my attention. I am gonna look into this immediately. Thank and then you, you so and much. then you never let that kid need the never, numbers again. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? Uh, why don't you sweep? Or <laughs> the end. Like, what? Yeah. So <clears throat> what I love here is Vin seems to have both a preternatural sense that something really bad is going on and he really needs to check it out, but has, like, no understanding of, like, hmm, bad things are going on, but... Who does bad things? Surely not criminals that would maybe kill me to keep their cash flowing. I'll just go check this out. So, of course, that's exactly yeah. what he does. He goes straight to the warehouse. He checks it out. He's caught immediately. And it turns out that the the Vietnamese anti-communist relief fund is actually a front. And they are shipping weapons back to Vietnam. Now, where are they getting the weapons from Mr. Lawndale. Where's okay. Mr. Lawndale getting them from? I don't know. He's got a lot of them. See, <laughs> and that's the thing. And this is where my confusion was. I thought the weapons were coming into the US, but they were actually going out. And it's just yeah. that's where I was very that's where I was confused. What are we protecting the communist Vietnamese people? Are we protecting the non-communist people? Are we protecting American who what where, where does this plot go with all these weapons? And it's not clear to me. I I assume they're funding, they're 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 backing someone in Vietnam, but it's never explicitly stated in the film who. Yeah. Just just he just refers to them as his people. Could literally be, and it could be like a weird cult. We don't know. Is it's it the, just, it's just someone? Wait a second. Is it the people that were training the blind guy? In uh, oh, in Blind they're Fury, finally, they're finally getting your weapons. <laughs> We're helping out Rutger Hauer. Poor Rutger Hauer passed away. Rutger Hauer. Oh man, we we loved you on this movie, on this oh. uh, podcast. And unlike uh, Tears in the Rain, your amazing, amazing performances will not be forgotten. Uh, so eventually, so, anyway. so the, anyway, they take uh, Vin to a hotel room. One of the guys there, who we've already kind of seen in the movie. A couple times is kind of being we'll, a. We'll just refer to him as generic mean Asian guy. Yeah, because he once again has no personality other than he's a jerk right. and he's involved in crime. So he he accidentally he, I'm using air quotes for the people at home. Accidentally kills Vin with a Paul, wet towel. Paul, I gotta stop it. We don't do air quotes. Oh, what do we do on this podcast? Um. Bunny. He wink wink. Oh wink wink. Yes. Kills wink wink. Vin. Accidentally wink, kills Vid. Um, and what they do is they make it set up like a suicide in this this hotel, um, to which we find out is next to Disneyland. And all yeah, I could can, think, Greg, was you can straight up see the Matterhorn from his hotel room. <laughs> so all I could think is, Greg, has Disney not suffered enough? uh yeah yeah. do they need to be disparaged in a film of this quality i mean it's it's kind of funny to think back when disney was like a corporation that could have possibly gone under at any minute like they were in the early 90s but uh they were probably desperate for the publicity (laughs) (laughs) yeah any movie i don't care (laughs) no 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 but sir what's okay i know you said michael eisner years so this is good um so uh, so mike listen Oh, this movie wants to use the Matterhorn in a really uh-huh. like strategic shot. That's great. Okay. That's fantastic. That's gonna really wait. Uh, what 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 is this movie about? What's the uh, so basically what's the demo? Okay, the demo is 
um, teenagers who skateboard. Done deal. End of conversation. We're doing this. Get out of my Okay, office. but let me just, just describe what happens. is As we pan away from the Matterhorn. Okay. Okay, it's over the shoulder mm-hmm. of an Asian boy hanging from the ceiling. Kids love suicide. It, there's a whole epidemic. This is great. Okay, I think I, I think you've been listening to too much Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, it is not the solution. And uh, well, I mean, it it is a solution. I, I okay. Look, Disney's past has already treaded this water. Let's not bring it up against her. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna go talk to my children because I. Uh, Fun fact, base almost every decision I make on what they think. So okay. whatever they say goes. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, fun fact, Michael Eisner legitimately made several awful decisions by just listening to his kids. Because he I, figured they spoke for every kid in America. And I'm it turns not surprised. out that when your dad is like a multi-million dollar CEO, maybe you don't know what the common man wants. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. It, so it's 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 uh they think it's a suicide and we have here the first of what I'm going to call accidental great moments in this movie. Oh. So this is this this is I was watching this this is a great scene. It cuts after they 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 find the dead body and the cop shows up and the it's the cop from before who was like yeah. giving Christian Slater shit. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know, I know this family. I've dealt with them before. I'll make the phone call." And it cuts to the school that, that Christian Slater goes to. And the principal, I'm assuming the principal, yep. is like ushering him outside. And, he, and Christian Slater's like, I, I didn't do anything. <clears throat> like, what, what's happening? And he's like, you need to go talk to your dad. And he just like walks over to his dad. And, and Ed Lauder is playing this great. He looks like a man who is dealing with horrible crap. His mannerisms are perfect. He puts his shoulder, he puts his hand on Christian Slater's shoulder and Christian Slater like has no idea what's happening. And you can't hear what he's saying, but Christian Slater like freaks out for like a real quick second, like throws his board, starts screaming no, and like runs off. And I'm like, this is a really good scene. (laughs) And it's very out of place. Okay. It's it's like, it's subtle. (laughs) It's Christian Slater oversells it a bit that's fair but like it's so out of place okay see this is where you and i are gonna veer in the paths of of ratitude uh i saw that scene and i went i think christian slater just said no man and ran off like a <laughs> like a three-year-old that an amazing scene <laughs> and i'm like that i mean i get i get it's he doesn't him and his dad don't get along but like if if my father told me my, my brother died, I wouldn't yell out, No, man! And then run away. It just... It was... I found it awkward, actually. But, oh, okay. but again... All right. I, but I think it's because... And granted, I think maybe I'm putting too much of what I know Christian Slater to be into his performance here. It comes across as... Christian Slater overacting, which he does every time, usually to great effect. Um, but I just I will, and I, will, I veered I totally. I went totally left from where you went right. Totally, I was like, this steam was like bananas to me. And I will, I will say, uh, I legitimately love Christian Slater. Um, has he made bad movies? Oh, definitely, a hundred percent. 
But I, uh, I, I even recently, um, Mr. Robot is fantastic. If if uh, you have not seen, the, no, I haven't seen that myself. The the I believe it's a USA show. Uh, he is great in that. I, I highly recommend it. Um, so Slater, anyway, um, we he... have of course a funeral scene, and this funeral scene. What are we going to do here, Paul? Well, we better remind them that he was from Vietnam. Wait a second. We're not going to skip over <laughs> oh, okay. Skate Hold Loose, on. are we? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't deal with my pain. I got to skate it out. And it's a great scene. The skateboard tricks and all that are fantastic. Oh, I love it. Great. It's not Christian. But all I can oh, think is, is I already saw this movie. Awful. When they took dancing away from a small town. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. No, you're right. Okay, this is the first of a few. It, yes. Um, multiple skate looses, I call them. Yeah, skate, skate loose is actually a great term. Yeah, we got to have the montage where he's always in a place with lots of shadows, so you can't see his face. But, oh, are his feet lit up, so you can see those real well. And, well, uh, uh, well, he's I, doing well, amazing. He's doing great, great, great tricks. I started um, it's, saying. It's, it is really good, but. I said to myself, I, I can just picture his inner monologue. He's like, I'm so sad. I need to skate my emotions away. How how has... I only hope Rick and Morty tackle this in, in the new season they have coming up like they oh. did with Footloose. Oh, God. Where... where uh, God, what was that when Morty has the alien baby and it has the whole scene from Footloose in it? Oh, it's so good. Oh, you know what? I haven't seen season four because... Uh, the delay i watched up to season three and then season four took like 12 months to get released on hulu so i don't think i think they're only up to season three i don't think season four is out yet i thought season four was out well you just said no. season four no i i i, I, okay. said I hope they tackle it in season four. Oh, okay okay um anyway yeah, yeah anyway so um we need to talk about this because first of all we have the vietnamese funeral and yes then I gotta say, like, this struck me as kind of weird. Like, they're doing whatever they do for a funeral. I have no idea what it is. And then, the, it's interesting. <laughs> and then yeah, the reverend just cuts right in front of him. He's like, oh, no, let's do the, you know, the Christian, you know, the real funeral. Now we're going to do the funeral. And so everyone is there. The reverend has just gotten up to talk. <clears throat> the casket has not been laid. Like, the, the mom yeah. and the dad are in front. They're bawling their eyes out. And then in the distance, you see Christian Slater, like, skating up. <laughs> he skates up to the casket. And he, and he walks with up. A, with a chess piece. He interrupts the funeral right. to make it about him. I swear. <laughs> he puts the chess piece on the casket. All I could think about is, if your, like, sister died... And you're at a funeral. It's already a bad day. And then your brother interrupts it. I swear to God, Greg. I thought like an 80s music video was going to break out at any minute because it's like, I kept thinking it was like November rain all of a sudden. Like it just starts getting weird. That was what I was about to say. Like like November rain was about to start playing. It was. (laughs) And so, uh, oh my God. And then, so we go... Christian doesn't believe, so Brian doesn't believe that his brother was was a suicide. So he starts to investigate it. Um, he tracks down um, one of the guys, uh, the 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 jerk off guy that we know. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Something where he gets from point A to point B is incredibly important. He finds a paper in in like on his brother's like nightstand. Yeah, 
and it's in Vietnamese. He can't read it. So he heads to a place where there's just a ton of Asian people. <laughs> Christian Slater is just asking every Asian person, can you read this for me? I mean, look, just I'm just saying, process of elimination, everybody. one of them's going to be Vietnamese. I mean... I, it's it's and so finally someone says oh uh, they're like yeah it's 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 drugs this is like this is a, a list of drugs so he's like what and then that mean jerk is following him right and then uh, and then we uh, he gets on the back of his car he's driving out and I said oh I've seen Casino I know how this ends right and uh, I swear to God I did not know that that's how it was going to end um, <laughs> now what, then- so, so Christian Slater here begins to show. A preternatural ability as like a like hard boiled gumshoe. So he yes. immediately picks up on the fact that he's being followed. He immediately ducks the guy. So he's and and yep. like and he knows not only to duck the guy but to watch what he does when he loses sight of Christian Slater. The guy runs to a payphone because it's 1989 and cell phones don't exist and only very rich people have car phones. Yep. So the guy's on the phone and Christian Slater's like, well, I mean, this is obviously what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to get into this guy's back seat and lay down. Yeah. He's done this before, Paul. He he did that with such ease and no hesitation. <laughs> He's done this before. Ah, uh, I believe that. And then we have the second, I'm going to assume by accident, really good scene in this movie. Uh, yes, so I agree. I did like this scene. I Go really ahead and, and give us give us the breakdown of this of this actually very good scene in the movie. Uh, so basically, what happens is he goes out. Uh, so jerk off guy goes out and he meets uh, General Track and um, Letterhorn or Magda Bottom or La- whatever La- Lawndale, <laughs> Lawndale, uh, Clydesdale, uh, <laughs> and Riverdale. <laughs> so basically, they're talking and um, they're trying to figure out. You know, he's basically telling them. Uh, Vin's brother is on the case. He knows what's going on. The jerk off, all he wants is money to get out of town. He doesn't want to take any gruff. He's got a gun. Uh, s- some fighting ensues. Uh, the general shoots him in the back. And now we've got another death on their hands. Clydesdale is just like, you know what? I'm done. Uh, you take care of this. General says, okay. And, and then Christian uh, Slater gets out of the car and runs to go get the cop. This is when I said, for the love of God, drop the goddamn skateboard. No. You don't need it in every scene. We remember this, this is a skateboard movie. It's it's a security blanket. And so the, the great part of this is when Christian Slater's in the back seat and he's trying to listen because I left the radio on. So he's he's trying to listen to what's happening and the the fight happens and uh, the, the, the jerk off dude gets shot and he falls to the window of the car and looks right at Christian Slater and Christian yep. Slater's like looking up at him and the guy's like bleeding and he just kind of like <laughs> falls down the thing and I'm like that scene rules it yeah. rules it's like a thousand percent awesome and then Christian Slater gets out of the car my first thought was my man your prints are all over that car you're going to jail dude this dude leaves evidence uh, of his crime fucking everywhere everywhere so, he goes he's just leaving evidence yeah. that he was there so he he brings the cops back, and of course there's no car, and he's like, but it was here, and they're like, ah, oh, you're just a punk kid who likes to skateboard. We're not going to believe you. Get out of here. So um, he says, okay, well, you know what? Uh, I got this piece of paper, and it says it's about drugs. And the cop goes, oh, ho- ho, conveniently, I have someone here who speaks Vietnamese, a-, a white guy. And the white guy goes, 
yeah, this is a list of like bandages and um, like uh, like antiseptic. And he's like, yep, those kind of drugs. And he's like, ah, oh. <laughs> well, and- this is where a normal person would give up, but I'm Christian Slater. <laughs> This slows him down, not at all. No, no. He, it, it, as a matter of fact, it reinforces in him for some reason that his brother had to have been murdered it's because like, of this. It's like a conspiracy theorist that when you point out that there is literally no evidence for their theory, and they're like, that is why it's true. Right. There's no evidence. They've covered all of this up. Come on. Oh. Yeah, and so... um. And then we have our second foot uh, skate loose breakout. No, we gotta have, um, we gotta have it because because things are not going his way, and he's got to get he's got to get the feelings out. And so, and then I said, okay, I wrote this down. I did not know where this was going. I totally blanked out on this part. I wrote, oh, I got it. Move in, take your bro's girl. That's what every good bro does. And then he proceeds to move in and take his bro's girl. And I'm like, yeah. Dude, okay, Greg's right. This movie's bananas because it's bananas. W- really, like now, granted, at first, so basically, he starts chatting up. Um, as you mentioned, General Track's daughter was dating Vin. So yeah, Brian, her, her name, her name's Tina. Is is the the, the woman? Uh, so Brian starts changing his his look, and he's trying to look more like Vin, and because he wants to ingratiate himself with General Track. And basically, he kind of gets to know the girlfriend only to get to her father. Yeah, but she's a pawn to start with. Yeah, that's 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 all this is. This is this is a means to an end. And then but, you know, so I'm going to tell you right now, just before uh, Skate Loose 2, I paused the movie. 40 minutes were gone of the hour and 40. So we're going to start. Uh. stargating through this movie oh we and we can easily because the last 30 minutes of this movie could have been five minutes long the do not ch- worry uh, yeah anyway i i straight up i could tell you uh, uh spoiler alert there's a car chase i was straight up bored for the whole car i chase. was and and here's the thing that's insanity that should never be the case so what happens is um the movie starts to loop itself because now Brian is playing literally. He looks like Vin. He's got Vin's girlfriend. He know he goes to the same warehouse. The movie just loops itself at one point. Yeah, it's basically you know all this stuff we saw one brother do. <laughs> now you're gonna see this brother do. So he um what what he what he does is he says okay well it turns out there's a he's he's getting basically the same clues that he got that his brother got. Yeah, and he decides I'm gonna do it with my brother. I'm gonna go to this warehouse and again Christian Slater's preternatural ability to be a hard-boiled gumshoe, he immediately notices that there is a motion detector. Which, actually, I gotta tell you, here's your accidental good scene. He ducks and goes, whoa, like, real quick. Okay, we as moviegoers knew that's what tripped up his brother, but he, I will say, it does it so naturally because he's probably someone who's broken into places a lot of times. You know what? You know what? It, I it feels natural. It doesn't feel forced to make the movie remind you it was there. No, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. It's just kind of like, I want to know why he's so familiar with all the different models. Oh, of you know why he's so familiar. Yeah. <laughs> First of because all, you just hiding. claimed he's been in the back of back seats he's a couple hiding times. hiding in the back of Laying down. <laughs> I don't what I'm saying is, I think he might be the Night Stalker. <laughs> that's, that's I feel like that's where you were going with that. Southern yeah. California, 
it, there's so many serial killers out here. It's right, very right. 20, 22 years after Richard Ramirez was caught, it's, it's clearly right. he's the Night Stalker. Well, he's he's carrying the torch. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh, what do they call? Uh, what do they call that? Um, copycat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Hey so man, anyway. I'm the copycat killer, man. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I hate Seven Elevens. Um. Anyway. <laughs> So, <laughs> so that that he says that in the movies. Okay. Um, anyway, so, anyway, he breaks open one of the crates. Yes. What does he find? It's weapons. So now he knows. Okay, this guy he's funneling weapons. I can't go to the cops because the cops obviously do not believe me. There's only one option. I'll blow the place up. Okay. Before that, I've come to my movie question. Oh, okay. And, and I feel okay. like we can make a bit out of this. I feel I feel good about this because we've I'm going to ask this question. We've made bits out of... Uh, we've, we've shined shit into gold sometimes. Okay. So I'm confident we can do something with Here's this. Here's my question. A- uh, after he breaks in, the crates are broken. Clearly, they're going to see that. Cut yeah. to the general in Clydesdale at a restaurant. Clydesdale tells Track, somebody broke in last night. They know about the guns. Track is like, okay, well, we got to figure out what to do. And they kind of murmur about it. And then one of them says, okay, we'll figure it out. And then they pick up menus. What do they talk about for the <laughs> remainder of that dinner? Because well, Track talks about the Rams. Because <laughs> he he's always them. wearing that L.A. Rams hat. So I think he just won't <laughs> shut up about the Rams. How are the Rams doing in 88 when this was filmed? Hold on. I got to look this up. Uh, no, they were in L.A. And then uh, in 1995, they moved to St. Louis. And then they moved. And then they moved moved back to L.A. So this movie actually is current to where the Rams are. The Rams were 10 and 6. They lost to the wild card. They lost in the wild card playoffs. So I think he is just talking about Jim Everett or Mark Herman, uh, the quarterbacks of the 88 Los Angeles Rams roster. Yeah, I got Just it. saying how he's like, they're total, They're going to come from behind. No, I get it. I get it. I know. I know. They're playing very well. But really, I mean, if you look at the Raiders, I think they're doing a good job. And, and you know, um, it's, uh, Coach uh, Dundren is there. I think they're really building a good team. I know you love the Rams, but seriously, man, you got to get on the other California team side here. I'm never going to do it. And the Rams, they're going to stay here forever. They're going to be the greatest team in the history, and they're ne- they're, they're going to be great. L.A. They're can't support a team. Best. You know this. L.A. can't LA, support a team. L.A. is going to have, like, 25 teams. You think so? 25 teams okay, in the 25 Los Angeles area. Much. Maybe 10 in the Los 10. Angeles okay. area. 10, okay. Really? What, what, you think the Oilers are going to suddenly move over here and be a different team? That's preposterous. Well, okay, I'll grant you, maybe, but maybe we'll come up with some new ones. We can be the... L.A. Uh, no, no, the L.A. what? The L.A. what? The L.A. freeways? Homeless people. I don't know. There's got to be something here that they can do it. The L.A. Uh, pornographers. The, oh. Uh, the L.A. Uh, I, I know. Oh, oh, oh. The Los Angeles Stars. The Los Angeles Stars. We we staff a football team full of B-list actors. Oh, I like this. Okay. We sell the guns. We get the profit. Yeah. Hol- the L.A. Stars. We we get Lou Ferrigno, yes. Uh, we we bring in because um, he's not Jenner. that big yet. Tom Selleck, ooh, you know, I mean, yeah, well, okay, we'll he's got the Magnum Selleck. money, Magnum but he's PI. not movie star quality yet. Mm. Um, you know, oh oh, 
Um, Angela Lansbury. We get we get Jake, but not the fat guy. Oh oh oh, that's good. Yeah yeah, I think that's um. Yeah. What I about think... uh? What about the guy from head of the class, the teacher? Oh yeah. Oh oh, you know what? And Mr. Cotter, he's the coach. Oh yeah. 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 I think we can do it. Days? Yeah. Gabe, uh, what's his face? Playing poker, from what I hear. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. This is the most. Uh, this is the best dinner we've had. So anyway, I'm gonna have the crab rangoon. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Um, I guess I'll have the, uh, soba noodles. I, I just, when I'm I saw so excited. That, when they pick up the menus, all I could think is, what do they talk about for the next 40 minutes? That's the conversation that they needed to have. Right. That's, I, that's, I, that's how you end the conversation, not and how you started. And whenever you see movies like that, it's always like that. It's always, you catch them at the beginning of their meal. Right. And then what they just sit there in dead silence. It's just so weird. I, I agree. I, I never I didn't even pick up on that. That is fantastic. So oh. Brian goes back to the warehouse and he uh blows up a like a propane tank. Yeah. Yeah. Hank Hill would have been very upset. Yep. And um plants tracks hat, LA Rams hat on site. Yeah, meanwhile, his skateboard parts are gonna just be lying there. They're not gonna disintegrate. So the I, you know yeah. the gas can that's not gonna disappear. I'll tell you this: the cops in this movie, terrible. Yeah, they're real bad. Just terrible. You can, well, you can see why serial killers are so great out in Southern <laughs> California because the cops just like don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. No, they're terrible. And uh, so yeah, so he blows up the the uh, the thing. Um, he uh, he goes back to his house. Tr- uh, Colonel Track is starting to freak out. He sends his daughter Tina. He says, you need to get out of here. You need to go stay with your uncle. Things are getting crazy. She doesn't. She goes to Christian Slater's house and finds that Christian Slater has stolen her father's lighter. And uh, he says, well, I'm not going to tell you why I did that. And she's like, you really need to tell me why. And then we just cut to her confronting her dad being like, "Uh, did you kill my boyfriend? Not my current boyfriend, the brother of my current boyfriend, my old boyfriend. And he finally is like, uh, you know, it was an accident, but yeah, I totally did. <laughs> and it's then a, I love the wife. The wife comes in and she like loses her shit. Well, okay. So it, we should Actually, point I out. I think those are two different scenes. No, we should still. point out. So, so the daughter comes in to confront the father who's there with Clydesdale. Um, Christian Slater busts through the window. Oh no, that's okay. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We're. We're a little too far ahead. We got a few things. Let's go. Oh, then I definitely tapped out because it goes That's fine. from I can... it goes from the explosion to Mister the General Track being shot. I swear to God. I okay. There's 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 a one plot point, but um, my favorite part is when the whole Vietnamese family, uh, Colonel Track, his wife, and 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 Tina, they're all in these. They're in like a real like heated family discussion. They do the whole thing in English. Well, you know, um, that's a little weird because we've no. seen the three of them have a fight in Vietnamese in a scene not ten or fifteen minutes ago, so it seemed a little disingenuous. No, anyway. at one point, at one point, when Christian Slater shows up, the father speaks Vietnamese and the mother does say English. So we, they knew Christian Slater was gonna. They were talking about Christian Slater, no. so they kept it English for him. I got it, but he's not there in this scene. No, it's but just he's, the but he's he's there in spirit. Because they're talking about it. <laughs> okay, anyway, so so what, what does happen is Christian Slater is on his way home, conveniently dressed like a preppy, but now has his skateboard back. Yeah, we, we haven't well, seen clearly. the skateboard in a while. And how convenient, that's when this uh, this uh, 
motorcycle gang is like, hey, Lawndale wants to see you. And he's like, yeah, right. And he just takes off. <clears throat> they all get uh, rounded up by the police. Christian Slater's like, hey, here's all my information, cop. And the cop's like, yeah, I still don't really care or believe you. Did you watch an extended cut of this movie? No, no. And and they keep the bikers there. And the bikers keep talking to each other in Viet- Vietnamese. And so what the guy, what the cop does is he brings in the white guy who speaks Vietnamese and he just has him sit there. And eventually the two guys start talking about Lawndale and the guy's like, uh, yeah, they just said it. It's Lawndale. Go arrest him. Then we cut to where Lawndale and Track and Tina are and Track gets shot. I will argue only shot because Christian Slater pointlessly crashes through a plate glass window with a six skateboard no no no. (laughs) everything after that point to when track is trying to confront uh clydesdale everything from that point after is 100 percent christian slater's fault so christian slater oh oh before that we did have a classic 80s staple we have christian slater getting his gear out to confront the bad guy. We have a great gearing up scene. He wakes up his friend and he's like, I need you to rebuild my skateboard and make it fast. And the whole thing. I love that. That's I great. swear to God, statement. I must have dozed off for 20 minutes because I remember yeah, none yeah, of that's this. about 20 minutes. So anyway, now they're like, hey, you get the gang together. And uh, the cop shows up after Christian Slater busts through that window and yep. Lawndale shoots track, takes Tina hostage and takes off. Now we have the most boring, convoluted car chase where Christian Slater's trying to chase him on a skateboard. Lawndale has stolen a car, but like somehow can't drive faster than Christian Slater seems to be able to skateboard. And and you know what? This is where I felt like this movie didn't know what it wanted to be. I agree. And it really suffers in the last last 10 minutes of this movie. I think in, in, in... in LA, and I know there's, you know, there's, I think there's a way to frame it where every time Clydesdale made a move, Christian Slater could go over a, a, a bridge, could jump right. through the gully, do something to kind of keep cutting him off. You know, I, I do love the fact that at one point he just grabs the tail, you know, the, oh, the, uh, the, the, the tail. Corvette. But see, the Corvette specifically is stupid. I hate yeah. that part of it. But if you just would have grabbed the truck and then that helped him get a little bit ahead. That part of it would have been fun. Instead, again, it's almost like the skateboard is just there to remind you this is a skateboard movie. Yeah. And has nothing really to do. Um, However, can we unanimously agree we do not remember Pizza Hut trucks, but they are fucking rad? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) This movie, um, if this movie was an F, it's now a D minus. Easily. Only because of... Pizza Hut pickup trucks. Why pickup trucks? I guess because you put all the pizza in the back. You load that thing up with like 40, 50 pizza pies. You deliver them all at one time. You pass the savings on to the customer. Is there a pizza place where it's just like, okay, beep, beep, back it up. We only sell it by the skin. It's a a pallet of pizza. You got to buy 500 pounds of pizza. You don't deal with anything less than that. Did somebody order the skin of pies? That's right. So anyway, there's a car chase. So Christian Slater is chasing Lawndale. The cop who really doesn't need to be in this movie is also chasing Lawndale. Uh, Lawndale has Tina in the car and he has another hostage. I don't know who this other hostage is. Eventually they crash. 
Lawndale gets out. He's got Tina in, like, you know, classic hostage move. He's got the gun to her head and, yeah, like, yeah. wrapped around her. Christian Slater skates, does a sick jump, clocks Lawndale in the face. Which I liked. I liked which that was great. ending. Uh, pretty rad. And then, uh, basically, it's like, oh, hey, you know, uh, now he's at his brother's grave. He's saying goodbye. The cop's giving him a ride home. The end of the movie. It ends very quickly. I will grant it that. Yeah. So, Paul... Yeah. Yes, Greg. I had you go first. So yeah. I guess I, I will go first. Greg, I ask, is Gleaming the Cube still rad? I'm real conflicted on this because of how insane this movie is. Sure. So here's what I'm going to say. If I told you, Paul, I'm making a movie and it's just a harrowing journey through grief. Okay. And how it's about a kid and he's got an adopted brother, high school kid. Sure. And his brother dies. And he doesn't think, his, his, his commits suicide. The brother doesn't believe his brother committed suicide. And he starts to really investigate his brother's life. His brother's adopted. And it turns out that he gets really interested in what his brother was interested in. He gets very interested in his heritage. And in a weird way, the death of his brother brings this this brother closer to him through his death. And, and he, he learns this whole thing and he gets a new way of looking at life. Sure. And it's just, sure. it's just a real triumph of the human spirit of, yeah. you know, through tragedy and, and growing. And it's just, it's a real, it's going to, it's a very small, intimate movie. Also, there's Vietnamese communists, gun running and a ton of skateboarding tricks. I think you'd be like, that sounds like two very cool movies. <laughs> I'm going to have to... Okay. When you put I'm gonna them have together, to... right? It's crazy. And I got to say, this movie is barely not rad. And it's barely not rad only because it's too long. And there's there's that whole thing we talked about with a cop that doesn't need to be in it. It, it was kind of a chore to watch. So sadly, I got to say, it's not very rad. Which bums me out because sections of this movie are like rad turned up to 11 yeah but it's yeah. it's it's very it's an uneven movie so paul yes is this film rad so you gave me a scenario i'm gonna give you a scenario oh okay. i love i picture love scenarios. it picture it sicily 1929 um, i'm sitting behind a desk at okay. my movie studio okay there's a you couple have, that, that okay. you have come in to pitch me a script. Okay. So you're fresh out of film school. You're top of your class. No, no, no. I, I'm you've, super you've gone excited. the wrong way. You've gone oh, the wrong oh, okay. way. You're no, a these, janitor. These and are. You will not leave until you talk to me. Okay. It's a group of very skilled, good writers. They, they have a story. They have a plot. It involves, uh, like you said, uh, 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 an American family with an adopted brother. Um, death tragedy um we're gonna work in a little the socio-political aspects of vietnamese their strife and fight right now with the communists because we're at we're still just getting over vietnam the vietnamese war and and everything you know, just pieces together and you hand the script over to the executive and he looks at your script and he goes i like this give me a day <laughs> and he comes back the next day and as you flip through the script there's just red marks, insert word, skateboard. <laughs> it's not, that's, yeah, it kind of feels like two different I, movies. I, I just feel like somebody wrote an okay script 
about skateboarding. Another person wrote an okay script again about this brother and his, and and, and that. They, they, they bumped and into they, each other at the Kinkos. <laughs> the papers went all up just, in the air. No, they no, scooped they, them all up. They just they, they card decked the scripts together. Yep. Yep. And that, they and and they were they were in such a rush they just <laughs> handed it to the executive without checking and right. the executive loved it it was, it was the greatest thing it, it, no this movie's not rad it, it's it, it's not even that it's uneven it's it's there's bones there maybe honestly it it just I feel like it was trying to grasp at an audience I feel like they thought they had a kind of coolish plot and it just never works together the cop is stupid Christian Slater I, you know he's not terrible but I just feel like. Again, I I, I kind of nitpicked the fact that he's got the skateboard with him all the time, but God, it really is just a reminder that it's a skateboard movie. We it's like we it's like that. it's it's like one of the executives said if he is not holding his skateboard in every scene, the kids will forget that he rides a skateboard. <laughs> no, I think it's more like uh, a skateboarder will die for every minute of film he doesn't oh, have a skateboard go. in his hand, and he's just got a room full of skateboarders. Tony Hawk's crying in the corner, you know. Um, yeah, it's just a bad movie, and I, I didn't enjoy watching it. I, apparently, and I swear to God, Greg, I missed apparently 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah, it sounds and didn't right. even know it. Um, I assume Great. what they always say, lost moments of time means alien abduction. Yeah, you probably got abducted. Uh, so yeah. I was abducted from my house for 20 minutes, and um, the aliens probably saw what I was watching and said, there's nothing more we can do. Right, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's we got to let them go. We got to let them go. <laughs> That's the end. That's uh, This Was Rad Podcast. Uh, we are, like I said, we're going to try and be back every other week with new podcast movies. Um, you love us. You love us. Um, we're going to ramp up, of course, to get to Top Gun. I'm just going to say it now. I don't know when, but we're going to ramp up to it with Maverick being announced. Um, Hell yeah. I told Greg my Top Gun is the movie I've always said I would end this podcast with, but now they have a sequel coming out, so, so yeah, we got to get to it. And... Uh, that's it. Um, follow us on Facebook, on uh, Twitter. Um, we have been posting stuff, trying to keep it active. I think we'll get a little bit more into it again. Um, anything from you, Greg? Uh, yeah, f- uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are, but of course you're listening to us, so you probably already knew that. Leave us a review wherever you downloaded this from. Subscribe to us if you're not. Uh, interact with us. You can send us email at, I think it's this was rad podcast at gmail.com. Correct. You can also just get in contact with us via Twitter or Facebook. That's probably the best way to do yeah. it. Uh, if you suggest something, we'll probably do it. Head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash this was rad. Uh, you can get a whole bunch of weird crap and uh, you can give us some money, which helps us make sure that Podbean doesn't delete our account, which <laughs> sounded like they were about to. So, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, do us a huge, huge favor. If you're listening again, if you've been a subscriber and you just suddenly look at your uh, your podcast list and go, oh, shit, that, that, that's back. Show your friends. Tell your friends. Get people to yeah. listen up again. Um, I'm sure, you know, some people uh, have moved on and that happened. So let's get some new listeners on. We would appreciate it. Um, and Greg, I am... Very happy to be staring at your pretty face. Oh, it's this is telling so jokes good. about bad movies. Uh, this is the greatest, and I cannot wait to talk about the next shitty movie we're gonna watch. A little film Ooh. starring America's dad, Tom Hanks. This about the deadliest game you could possibly have played in the eighties. I I mazes. I have some stories oh, that it's wait. gonna be fun. So we're of course covering mazes and monsters. Yes. So please look out for that next uh, and uh, enjoy that. This has been This Was Red. I was Paul. 
I'm Greg. Toodles. Play us out, Vampire Stepdad. This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.